Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2022, and thank you for joining me on this podcast. It is podcast number 15, and I want to thank all my loyal listeners out there and uh, welcome aboard some new listeners that are starting to find me. This is the thought-provoking, useless information. This is my podcast about nothing. For those of you that are new, many people have asked me... um, that are new to my podcast that ask me, why do you do this podcast? And the answer is quite simple. I just love music. I've got to have it in my life. If you want to get the backstory on all of that, check out my very first podcast. Um, But this, like I said, is podcast number 15. This particular podcast, um, I don't know how to describe this. Um, You know, in life, we take so many things for granted, you know, And we're all, it's just human nature. Um, And we do take things for granted. And this musical artist um, has been around a long time. And I remember listening to her music in the early 70s, late 70s, 80s. And I, I love her music, but, you know, I didn't really appreciate who she was and the type of artist she was. And then at the ripe old age of 59 (laughs) last year, one of my listeners um, said, hey, you got to check out this um, documentary on YouTube about her. And I said, okay, I'll check it out. He says, you may want to do a podcast on her. And so I checked it out, and you know what? This is one of those artists that I really took for granted. I wish I had known more about her music growing up. But you know, when you're young, you take things for granted, you listen to music, whatever, you you live life, and you don't appreciate the things until later in life or until it's too late. Fortunately, it's not too late for me And it's not going to be too late for you guys, because this podcast is about the queen of rock and roll, Linda Marie Ronstadt. And one of the reasons why I do this podcast is I always say at the end of my podcast, let's keep the music alive. And I say that because I don't ever want the music that I grew up with, 60s, 70s, and 80s, to fade away. Um, you know, as many of you know, my podcast, I think anything from the nineties on up to current is just trash. (laughs) And I know I get a lot of flack for that, but that's just my personal feeling. But let's talk about Linda Marie Ronstadt. Okay, here we go. Um, she came out in the very early seventies in an era where rock and roll music was dominated by male rock groups. And she was the first female leader of a rock band. And what's really, you know, and that may not mean much, but what I offer you guys to do is check out some of her YouTube videos of her in concert in the early 70s. And you check out her stage presence. And you check out the way she sings her songs. And she sings them with such confidence and... um, such energy it's incredible to watch this and she is the lone woman the leader of a of a band that stands behind her 
and follows her cue. And in the 70s, that was totally unheard of. She literally took control of an all-male band. Now, she's known as the Queen of Rock. She's the first female to ever grace the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. She's the only female artist to have hits on the country, rock, top 40, adult contemporary, and Latin charts. Yes, Latin charts. She's released over 31 albums. She's charted 38 U.S. singles on the Billboard 100. 21 of those have reached the top 40. And out of that, 10 of those songs have reached the top 10. Now, her first number one single as a solo artist is a song called You're No Good. She also had two chart-topping duets. One with James Ingram from the movie Five Goes West, which is a great movie. The name of that song is somewhere out there. And then she had another hit. She actually had two hits with this artist, but this one was a chart-topping one with Aaron Neville, and he is from the Neville Brothers, and they're out of Louisiana. And the name of the song is called I Don't Know Much. Now, let's talk about this band that um, played with her when she toured in her very beginning. They were known as the Stone Ponies. And believe it or not, the Stone Ponies were um, J.D. Southern, Glenn Fry, and Don Henley. All three Eagles. So you can basically say that Linda Ronstadt at one time was the lead singer of the Eagles, which is an all-male band. But before um, they were known as the Eagles, they were known as the Stone Ponies. And as the group, Linda Ronstadt and the Stone Ponies, they had a number one hit in the early 70s called A Different Drum. So see, there you go. There's some useless information that you probably didn't know about. Now, I mentioned before that she had um, she had some hits on the Latin charts. And she had an album that came out in the 80s called Canciones de Mi Padre, which means Songs of My Father or My Father's Songs, which is, believe it or not, still to this day, an all-time best-selling album. In the Latin music industry. Um, the thing that I found out about Linda Ronstadt is she loves to speak her mind and she's not afraid of causing a commotion. Um, she's not afraid of stirring the pot and I love this. One of my favorite co quotes of hers um, when she asked about you know how does it feel to have a whole bunch of hits and this is what she said. The one great thing about having hits is the people like, they like you. That's the great thing. But the bad thing is you have to sing it over and over and over again and again, night after night, until it starts sounding like your washing machine. I love it. I love it. And, and when she said that, she kind of laughed. But you know, she meant every bit of it. Another favorite quote of hers that I love, 
Um, for four months, she opened up for The Doors, Jim Morrison and The Doors. And she said it was a double bill. And she called it Bambi and Deep Throat. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love how she just says it doesn't matter if she offends people. Um, she speaks from the heart. She tells the truth. And if you notice her on stage in those videos on YouTube, she sings from the heart and she sings with confidence. And the funny thing about singing with confidence with her is a little known fact that when she gets up on stage every night, she feels insecure. She feels as if she's not doing a good job, but she is. And I thought that was really interesting. And she feels that way. And that's the reason why she strives to be better and better at her craft. Now, Linda Ronstadt came from a musical family growing up in Arizona, and they always listened to many types of music, especially Mexican music. She learned to sing and play the guitar growing up very young. And here's some other interesting fun facts about her. She did date Governor Jerry Brown for quite a long time, and they always kept the politics and the music industry separately she also and they're still good friends to this day believe it or not um one of the men that she dated jd southern which was part of her stone ponies group um they dated for a long time and jd still holds a very big torch for her now this is one of this is what one of her other quotes about marriage she said I never got married because she doesn't, she says, I don't like to compromise. She says, I'm very selfish and I'm very independent. In 2014, she received a National Medals of Arts uh, <clears throat> honor from Barack Obama. And guess where she keeps it? She doesn't keep it on a shelf. She doesn't keep it in a shadow box hanging on the wall. She keeps it under her bed with her crowbar. Now, she's released over 24 studio albums and 15 compilations or greatest hits albums. She's recorded classic rock music, pop, adult contemporary, Latin and country, and even big band. And you got to check out her big band music. She did a couple of CDs in the 80s with Nelson Riddle and her or, uh, Nelson Riddle and his orchestra and they are phenomenal. Um, she's also a Broadway star. She was nominated for a Tony in the play The Pirates of Penzance with Rex Smith. Now does Rex Smith sound familiar to you guys? Well, if you're my age, you probably remember one of his biggest hits in the 70s. You take my breath away. Matter of fact, she did not even have to try out for the Pirates of Penzance. She was that good. She insisted on trying out, but they said, no, you don't need to. You've got it. You've got the part. Um, <clears throat> she does some incredible cover songs. Uh, sometimes, in my opinion, better than the original artists. And a couple of songs, here's a few that I believe are better than the originals. Um, first one I'm thinking of, Desperado by the Eagles, Tumble and Dice by the Stones, um, 
Love is Like a Heat Wave by Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. And that Smokey Robinson tune, Tracks of My Tears. She sold over 100 million records. She's got four consecutive platinum albums. And she has won 11 Grammys. She's also won three American Music Awards. Two Country Music Awards uh, that she's won. And she's also got an Emmy. And she was also awarded the Latin Lifetime Achievement Award. In 2014, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which she so deserves. If you know me and my opinion about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there are artists in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that have no business being there. Um, but Linda Ronstadt definitely deserves it. Um, now that she's retired, well, let's kind of go back. Um, she noticed in her singing that her voice, her throat, would kind of clamp up. And she noticed, um, or it was diagnosed in 2000, in the year 2000, she had Parkinson's disease. Um, and her last show that she ever did was in 2009. But it wasn't until 2013 that she real, real revealed that she had this horrible disease. Um, and she says, you know, you can't die from Parkinson's, but you can die from causes from um, the Parkinson's disease. This is what she, this is one of the other quotes that I love that she said. She says, I can hear it in my voice when I was singing. I was yelling, not singing in concert. And I did not want to charge people for that. So she retired. She said, it just wasn't fun anymore. Uh, one of her best, um, uh, you know, she was a, known as a solo artist, but she also did a lot of work with a lot of people. And one of the um, best albums that she ever put out was an album with a group called Trio, and it was with three people, her, Emily Harris, and Dolly Parton. And the record companies did not want them to do it. They did not think it was a good idea. And if you listen to it, it's got a very indie folk style um, genre to it. And the record company was wrong. She was right. And it turned out to be one of her biggest selling albums of all time. In 2019, she received probably one of the highest honors you could ever get in the music industry. And that was the Kennedy Center Honors. Now, my personal thoughts about Linda Ronstadt. Um, again, I, I feel bad that uh, I took her for granted for so long, but I'm so grateful that I was able to really discover her music through doing this podcast and doing my research. Here is a lady who has dominated the genre of rock, whose main musicians in that industry are guys, men. And she dominated it. She was the leader of an all-male band. She had dominating stage presence. She could belt out songs in huge 15 to 20,000 plus seat arenas. And the funny thing is, like I said before, she thought she was never that good. Very humble. 
So maybe that's why she was so good, because she kept pressing the envelope, trying to do better and better. Now, in researching this, I started listening to a lot of my old Linda Ronstadt songs and listened to some songs that I've never heard, what we you know call B-side songs. And there are a few songs here that I can honestly say are my favorite. And when I DJ, I, I play these a lot. Um, the first one is a song called Someone to Lay Down Beside Me. Great song. A slow ballad. Um, I Can't Let Go. Very upbeat. Very cool. Um, and Back in the USA. Which I use that song when I do my 4th of July shows here in Southern California. I play that during the fireworks uh, extravaganza part of uh, the shows that I do. Uh, like I said, you know, I really took her music for granted, never really appreciated until I became an adult, and then appreciated even more when I saw this documentary on YouTube called Linda Ronstadt, The Sound of My Voice. Check it out, guys. It's free. It's not going to cost you anything. And that's what inspired me to do this podcast. Here we go. If you're new to my podcast, I usually wrap it up with this day in music history and then a little music trivia. So here we go. January 1st, 1990. Radio station WKRL in Florida played Stairway to Heaven over and over for 24 hours straight as a prelude to an all Led Zeppelin format. (laughs) I love it. 1956, Bill Haley's Rock Around the Clock went to number one in the UK for its second time, and it's cited as being the best-selling vinyl of all time, with more than 25 million in record sales. And if you know of the show Happy Days and you listen to that theme song, they basically took Bill Haley's Rock Around the Clock, reworked it, and used it for the theme song for Happy Days. There is a little useless information for you. In 1967, The Doors made their first TV appearance on KTLA, lip-syncing to Break On Through. And in 1982, ABBA made their final live appearance when they played in Sweden. And you know what? They said they would never perform again. They actually came out with the album last year. And they should have just stopped while they were on top back in the 80s. I mean, it's okay, but... Their new album is okay, but it does not live up to the expectations of what ABBA put out before. And the final uh, Just Day in History in 2007, the music group Queen beat the Beatles as the greatest British band of all time. And this survey was put together by BBC Radio. Can you believe that? Queen better than the Beatles? I don't know. I don't know about that survey, but that's the truth. Here you go. Music trivia. Let's wrap this up. Did you know that Taylor Swift got her name? Taylor from James Taylor. Yep, indeed. And here's a special request from a listener in Northern California, actually Central California, um, to do something on Janet Jackson. I may do a podcast a little bit later on, but here's a little music trivia about her. Oh, she is going to be on the, Fe- I think, the February podcast for this day in music history. So you got to stay tuned to that. Um, she had an Oscar nomination for the song, Again. The name of the song is called Again. 
for Best Original Song from the Movie Poetic Justice. First woman ever to be nominated for a Grammy for Producer of the Year. She's got 27 top 10 hits. She's got the most consecutive top 10 hits on the U.S. Billboard Charts Hot 100 by any female artist. She's the first and only artist to have seven top five hits from one album. That is crazy. Now, one other piece of information, a little bit more music trivia about Adele. Actually, this was um, uh, sent in to me from a listener here in Southern California. And she discovered it and she wanted me to share it. I already knew about it, but I'm going to share it anyway. For those that are big fans of the artist Adele, I'm not really a big fan of hers. I love her music, but I mean, it's okay. Um, The song Hello is not a song um, to her lover or a friend, but it's actually a song about her singing to her younger self and giving her younger self, her younger self, advice. There you go, wrapping it up. Thank you guys for joining me on this podcast. I appreciate your support. I am looking forward to future podcasts in 2022. If there is a song, artist, topic that you would like me to talk about, please send me a message. On February 1st, we're actually doing, I'm actually doing a two-parter. So on February 1st and March 1st, I'm going to take a look at the story behind the band's name. I've always wanted to know, hey, how do these groups get their name? So the first podcast is going to be the music groups from the 60s and 70s. And the second podcast is 80s uh, music groups, maybe 90s. We'll see. A happy new year to all of you. Thank you for your loyalty. And remember, let's keep the music alive. Bye-bye.